Welcome to Wonder, a podcast equipping women to live a wonder-filled life with Chrissy Dunham and Lisa Clark. Chrissy is a women's minister who shares his story, his love, and his word by speaking, teaching, training, and mentoring women of all ages. And Lisa is the author of Raising Sinners and loves speaking to mom groups in Texas and beyond, encouraging them as they raise their children to love God with all their hearts. Don't you know that she's, she's some kind of wonderful? Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. We are so excited about our guest today, but before we introduce her, Lisa G, all your names, <laughs> um, let's give a shout out to a listener. Let's what do you do think? It. Let's do we, it. Who are we? we love Who are our listeners. Well, Lisa, I was thinking that you had that name. <laughs> I, thought, I did think of somebody earlier today, and we and here's and I in Kimberly Noel. Uh, Kimberly. Yes. Okay. So we met her in church service one day. Remember? Yes. Her? Yes. And she um she waved us down. She was sitting behind us, and she said, "I listened to the podcast." You know, we felt. So Super famous that day. Yeah. Pointed us out. She recognized our faces. Uh, So anyway, let's give a shout out to Kimberly. We thank you for listening and we thank you for your encouragement and for seeking us out in the church service to say hi to us. It made us feel special that day. That's right. Kimberly knows how to make a girl feel good about herself because we (laughs) like to think we're a big deal, but we know we're not. So. We are so not a big deal. <laughs> we are not. We may be a big deal to the tribe of 10 that we get to grandparent. Yes. Uh, but at the age mine are, I don't know if I am or not. So anyway, I think, I think we, uh, we thank you, Kimberly, and all you guys that are so loyal to listen. You are in for a treat today. Lisa, tell us yes. who we have. Yes, we are in, to, in for a treat today. And Caitlin Fetchner is our guest today, and we're super excited to uh, hear Caitlin's story and what's going on in her life today. We've become very good friends over the last few years and through serving, and that's kind of how God does it, doesn't He? He, uh, when you're when you're in there together, serving and loving on people, then you can build that bond and uh, nurture relationships like that. And that's definitely what's happened with uh, with me and Caitlin. Uh, but of course, I've known her family for a very long time, and um, so Caitlin is our, our guest today, and we want to hear all about her. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you. And um, Caitlin is a young mom, a wife. She works. She volunteers. She's kind of wearing all the hats. <laughs> and um, and so talk to us from the very beginning, Caitlin. How Where did life begin for you? So, um, I was born in Tyler, so like 90 miles east of here, uh, the rose capital of the world. Um, I grew up there and left high school, went to the best university in the entire world, the University of Texas, which is where I met Michael. (laughs) And um, uh, our son has no choice of whether he will be a Longhorn or not. He was... um, born a horn. So, um, Michael and I have been married for 10 years next month, which is hard to believe. I don't feel old enough to have been married for 10 years. Um, and we have a 14 month old 
son. Um, his name is Michael Shelton Fetchner III, but we call him Trey. Yeah, yeah. So Trey is a little bit like a week younger than my mm-hmm. grandson Ezra. He is. And so I track with Trey and all of his milestones because I've been seeing my own Ezra's doing the same thing. So you're Ooh. you're you're chasing down a toddler all the time right now, aren't you? All day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> So did you always want to go to the University of Texas growing up? Um, I didn't actually. Um, growing up, if you would have asked me pre maybe 10th grade, I would have been a Baylor Bear all the way. Um, you know, grandparents and my dad and just a lot of family at Baylor. Um, and then, you know, when it when push came to shove, I went to the school that offered me more money. <laughs> so, and I'm... <laughs> Sorry, Baylor. Should have given me more scholarship. <laughs> well, you were meant to be at UT, weren't you? Because yeah. now, now my husband, Brad, I think I've shared this before. And we know that Chrissy is an OU Sooner um, girl and she's Oklahoma and always talks about the greatness of Oklahoma and all that. Caitlin, <laughs> we won't drag you through that right now because that is just silliness. silliness. <laughs> From a girl, Texas, born and raised right here as are you, Caitlin. So, mm-hmm. um, so, but Brad, my husband, always wanted to go to UT, and it never worked out for him. He played junior college um, tennis and uh, Mm -hmm. just couldn't get the big scholarship and (laughs) all of that. So he kind of lives vicariously through these UT families, which you guys are one for (laughs) sure. I think you're a bigger fan than Michael, your husband, right? That is quite true. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I bleed burn orange all the way. (laughs) I get very invested. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little too invested. I I know that. Well, you married a great family, the Fetchner family. We actually had Jonathan on uh, the show uh, a couple months ago, and he shared all about the ministry of Bridge Builders. So that Mm -hmm. so when you got came into the Fetchner family, um, did you know what you were you were coming into, or uh, of course you did because Michael shared all that with you. But you've you've since become just part of the fiber of that whole ministry. Go ahead and share with us how all of that has transpired. So, um, going back to your first question, did I know what I was getting into? Uh, I think in theory I did. Um, just in general, as an only child. Um, walking to walking into a family of four kids, my first thought was there's a lot of opinions and there's a lot of noise. Um, but it was so fun. Uh, I'm very blessed to be a Fetchner and a part of that family. Um, and they've, um, embraced me and loved me just like one of their own, uh, and my family as well. Um, but you know, coming into it, it was just sort of, um, this is just what we did. And we spent time, um, loving on people. And I started out, um, coming on Saturdays when I would come home from college with Michael. And then when I moved to Dallas, after I graduated, I was just helping with, um, Bible studies in, uh, Velma's garage. It was maybe 10 kids and we would go every Saturday and have lessons and play games and sidewalk chalk. And, um, that was 11 years ago. And so now it's evolved to where it is now, which is incredible. <laughs> So what do you do now down uh, in the Bonton area? Um, a lot, but um, right now I am, I've taken a step back a little bit just with having a baby, but right now I volunteer in the homework um, program after school. So 
couple of days a week, I'll go down and help kids um, with reading, math, social studies, whatever they need help with. Um, I also coach basketball. I coach a fourth and fifth grade girls basketball team. Uh, we are not very good, um, but they love it <laughs> and they are learning to um, persevere and they're learning um, a lot of lessons just being on a team. And I also um, started an organization with my friend Regina that is called Bonton Girls Run. So it is a program for, excuse me, now second through 12th grade girls. And it is a running program. Um, again, there's so much value in being on a team and being in community and um, digging into scripture and just spending time praying with and for each other. And it's incredible. Yeah. I grew up in a small town in Oklahoma and I learned a lot of life lessons and a lot of things that I still apply in my life today from my basketball coach. Mm -hmm. um, because being in a small town, you played all the sports and he wanted us to stay in shape throughout the year. So we ran, we played volleyball, we did all these things yeah. to make our basketball team good. So I get the whole coaching thing. Tell me what G does down there. What's Lisa do when she shows up? Does she run with she, them? She's not turned into a runner. We have she not hasn't. Hope Shoot. That she will. It's a, she might. Um, she may turn into a dancer this weekend. The girls are really excited for her to do a TikTok dance with them. So oh, we'll, Lisa. we'll let you know how that goes. I <laughs> will need to see people. some footage of this. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> so um, she has been so gracious for the past two or three years to bring us breakfast for our Saturday practices. We practice every other Saturday morning at 8. Um, so we run first and then afterwards we eat, um, what we call family breakfast and we sit together and, um, we'll have had a scripture for the week. So, um, helping them to memorize that, going over that, um, praying for each other, just enjoying each other's company. Um, Lisa brings amazing food. I've already sent her requests, um, from, from the girls for this weekend. Um, oh, whenever I've, I've been it. doing, been doing breakfast for a couple weeks now, um, since she's been on, um, G duty and, uh, I'm not getting my feelings hurt. Maybe just a little, when we sit down to breakfast and they're like, when's this Lisa coming back? <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'll let you know. I love that. I, I love, love it. Girls. I love the girls and, um, Caitlin, what you're doing is so very special because you. you're building, um, bonds with these girls. You're showing them what love looks like, what unconditional service looks like, just loving people, but also you're an incredible role model for them. And I know that you are a counselor by profession. So tell us about your work life as well. So right now, um, or this last, well, right now I'm at home because of Corona, but um, traditionally, I have been a counselor in Dallas ISD um, for the Youth and Family Center. So essentially, I do what the school counselors don't do. So I see the kids who have extreme behavior problems, CPS referrals, um, sexual abuse, uh, physical abuse, incarceration of a parent, those types of things. So the kids who have the more extreme issues are the kids that I see in one-on-one -on -one counseling. Um, and this last year, I was also the school counselor for the King's Academy. I love That's that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, is a, lot. a lot. That is a lot. So when I hear about your life and see all the things you're doing, 
uh, you're doing a lot, a lot of kingdom work and you're investing in a lot of people and making huge impacts in people's lives. And these people will never forget you. And uh, you're doing some amazing things. And just in Fetchner style, um, not only do you do that outside the home, but you and Michael adopted a baby. So you've changed the trajectory of that child's (laughs) life too. So your whole life is just about investing in people. And I love that. So tell us about Trey and how that all happened. Sure. So um, we decided that in the middle of 2018 that we uh, were ready to adopt. Uh, Michael had graduated from law school. We were finally done with that. Um, And we, so just a timeline, we, the paperwork and all of the things to prepare take forever, as I know um, y'all have heard, but we got officially on the list in November of 2018. Um, we were matched with his birth mother on January 27th of 2019. And then eight weeks later on March 25th, he was born. And um, it was a incredibly nerve wracking, but beautiful day. Um, I got to be in the delivery room when he was born. So I got to be there from the first moment and they you know, weighed, him, weighed him and wrapped him up and put him in the little cart and said, okay, take him to your room. So it was, this, <laughs> you know, t- 10 minutes before that I wasn't a mom. And now it's like, here's your baby, go to your room. Oh, and it was the most it. beautiful and overwhelming and um, wonderful time. Uh, Michael didn't think it was going to happen that fast. He was in the cafe eating some pancakes <laughs> and I called and said, hello, our baby's here. Where are you? And he's like, oh my God. Ran back up there. So um, anyway, but it was beautiful. So we stayed in the hospital for two days with him and then all the paperwork was signed and we've been home ever since. And here we are. Hey, Wonder listeners, this is Chrissy, and I just wanted to cut into this show for just a minute to tell you thank you so much for being a listener of the Wonder Podcast. Lisa and I are so thankful that you are on this journey with us, and we consider it a privilege and an honor to serve you each week with something that's important to us and our listeners. Of course, you know this isn't free. So we are looking for businesses or organizations or even individuals that might be interested in supporting this ministry. If you are interested in that, you can contact me at chrissydunham.org, and you and I can chat about that, and we can set up some things that would help this ministry out. We do have a 5013C, so you can get a tax-deferred exemption on that. So if that is something that you're looking for, a way that we can promote your your business or your event, or if you're just a listener and you enjoy hearing what you hear, we would love to have you be on our team. So again, if you're interested, contact me at chrissydunham.org and I will get right back with you. Now let's get back to the show. So you're a family of three now with little yeah. Trey and I know it's with having a counseling background and um and, and I think you've, you've shared some of these things with me before, just the struggles that you're seeing with kids. But as you, if you and Michael were to have sat down, you might have done this and mapped out your vision for your family and mm-hmm. your family goals and things like that. Share with us, because you know how, the struggles that kids have these days, and especially working mm-hmm. with second through 12th graders every week. And um, so you know what kids are up against. And it's a hard yeah. world out there. 
what is um, what are some of the overarching themes or goals that you have for your family um, at this time and, and going forward? So Michael and I have spent a lot of time talking about that. Um, just, you know, making sure that we're on the same page and that we are um, honoring God with uh, the way that we parent and the way that we spend our time and our resources. So essentially our, our goal for our family um, is to live sacrificially sacrificially for other people, um, making ourselves at a disadvantage so that other people can be in an advantage. Um, and we want to teach, uh, Trey to do that. We were both raised in families where we were, um, taught to give back. We were taught to notice, um, the people who were different than ourselves. Um, we were taught to seek out those opportunities to serve. And, um, that has been, um, you know, God has blessed us so much through that and taught us through that. And we hope to pass that down to our son as well. Well, I love that. I love that. I love looking at people like that. Yeah. What do you think the biggest thing is the Lord has taught you as you guys live this sacrificial life and the heritage that you're both coming from, from families that have made that decision? Um, What's the biggest thing you've learned? I think um, the biggest thing that we've learned is that you know, even when it may seem that we uh, are at a disadvantage or we're doing something to that that may seem different or may seem um, unusual to some people, just to continue to um, listen to the Lord and to have Him guide us, knowing that we've been on in so many journeys where we've tried to do it our own way or tried to make up our own plan, and they never it never works out, and just the honoring God in how we spend our time and our money and our resources and the things that we choose to do with our time is the most important thing. And, um, you know, like God is most honored when we share his love with people, regardless of what that looks like. So God is continuing to refine us and, um, teach us things about his character. And it's just a joy to be able to share that with everyone around us. Wow. Wow. And I think that's a great, um, goal for your family. And I, I love that. And, as you're raising him, he's going to, he's going to be exposed to so much because you guys are willing to get out there and get out of your comfort zone. And I've watched that. And I think that's so important for us because um, as you're raising your family, sometimes we get so focused on self and we're and the husbands are, you know, uh, going up that corporate ladder and the focus seems to be on the next big thing that we're going to get and living a sacrificial life means being willing to forgo that doesn't mean you're not going to get a bigger house when you need it, but it might not look at the same time, like everybody else is getting it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that, and that will, uh, that could ostracize you, right. You know, it could, it could, it could make you look different than everybody else. And I think that's what you're saying is we're willing to do that. And I think, as you're counseling girls and you're with girls and um, seeing what they're up against, what are some of the things that you're seeing? Because I know you're raising a son, mm-hmm. but you hang out with a lot of girls. A lot of girls. Growing, a lot of girls that are growing up and, um, and, you, and you talk to them on a regular basis. What mm-hmm. are some of the things that girls are up against these days that you're seeing? What are some of the common themes, um, the struggles? You know, I think that... Um, a lot of the things that are common to the, to the girls in Bonton are just like the girls in, yeah. you know, North Dallas or Plano, a lot of, um, you know, girl drama. And he said, she said, and tack that on when they get older to who likes who. 
um, a lot of self-esteem issues, a lot of um, negative thinking. I mean, it's hard. It's hard being a kid. It's hard being a girl. Um, I just tried to, you know, I'm not that young, but it wasn't that long ago right. that I was in their shoes and just trying to teach them that like I've been there and, you know, being very transparent with them of here's what worked and here's what didn't. Um, not that you have to do it how I did it, but just wait, being willing to share and be vulnerable with them about the things that I've gone through as well. Um, you know, I think for these girls specifically, uh, one of the reasons I really wanted to to start Bonton Girls Run was um, initially we were using um, the curriculum of another organization that uh, was secular in nature and I was just inserting scripture into it. And then when they came to visit, I had to back off so I wouldn't get in trouble. But um, we decided to start this organization. We got these middle school and high school girls who are begging to still be a part of it. Um, and with this other organization that we were using, they couldn't do that. And so, you know, just, it's been incredible for these girls to see how important community is and surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded. And, um, again, for these girls specifically, um, their zip code 75215 in Dallas is the, uh, highest teen pregnancy, uh, zip code in the state of Texas. Um, and I just wanted to provide these girls with somewhere to be that was, safe and loving. And that's not to say they won't go out on their own time and do other things, but just for them to have a a place where they're going to be prayed for and prayed with and um, encouraged to memorize scripture. Just wanted to give them that place. Love it. I love it. I love everything about your story. Um, I know that your dad passed away when, um, mm-hmm. how old were you? Mm-hmm. I was 18. 18. Mm-hmm. So tell me, college. yeah, that very hard. Lisa and I yeah. both lost our daddies, um, but mm-hmm. we were older. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done and experienced. Yeah. So how did that play into the role of you and your mom's relationship because obviously this podcast is mostly women. Yeah. Um, what are some things that your mom did um, to shape you into the young woman that you have become? Um, a lot of things. Um, my mom and I are um, very different in a lot of ways and very similar in a lot of ways. Um, just for example, she is very, very introverted and I have never been introverted a day in my life. Um, and so she taught me to sort of use that quality to, um, reach out to people, be people's friend. Um, even when I didn't want to, I was forced to, um, you know, go to everybody's birthday parties and talk to everybody in my class. And I was volunteering for every thing that was, uh, available for me to volunteer for up until I graduated, um, from high school. And, um, you know, my mom and I have always been very close. Uh, I'm an only child. So it was just me. Um, she says that sometimes I used to tell her, oh, I wish you had other kids. Like, I wish you would pay attention to someone else. <laughs> but, you know, now, um, I mean, I'd talk to my mom probably two or three times a day. Um, and she's one of my best friends and somebody that I can um, count on. And she is the best grandmother. And um, yeah, she's just incredible. That's awesome. That's a, that's a sweet testimony. I know she's going to enjoy um, hearing that for, <laughs> for sure. So, so 
tell me how you're wearing all the hats now. What does life look like in the Fetchner household with you, <laughs> with a baby and uh, working and all of the things? And I know Michael is an attorney. And so how are y'all handling it all right now? Um, you know, it's interesting. I don't really think about all the things that I'm doing until I sit down like this and say them all out loud. And so part of me is asking myself the same question. How am I doing all these things? Um, you know, I think that there's so many things that I do that I, and I want to give credit where credit is due. There's so much of the stuff that I do that I would, could not do if it weren't for Michael. Um, he's behind the scenes in a lot of things. He, um, you know, is home taking care of Trey and doing all these things while I'm running with the girls. And he is, I mean, incredibly gracious with how we spend our money because I want to spend it all on them. Um, and he is, he enables me to serve the way that I do. And so often I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves and that, you know, maybe my face is there with all the girls, but I could not do it if it weren't for him. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, we just, we make it work right now. I'm working during nap times. Um, and thankfully still naps twice a day. So, um, and Michael comes home in time to, helping to be there. Um, when Trey's awake, he may have to work after he goes to bed, but, um, we've really worked it out to be a partnership, to do all the things that we want to do. Um, and we, we have to do it together or we couldn't get it done. Wow. And I, I kind of love your, your family theme and I, you need to tell us again, but you said something that just, I find so inspirational that we're willing to live at a disadvantage so others can Mm -hmm. live with an advantage. Right. And man, that is a, that is something else. And I applaud you. I know that comes from great parenting for you guys and the legacy that both of your families left that you guys can come together as a couple and pursue that together. Mm-hmm. And now in your own family, and I'm just, and just the impact that you're making on so many people. And I know Michael could be on this podcast in talk about people that he and we could have people on here that have said this is what Caitlin and Michael have meant to us so you guys are a dynamic duo for sure and if we if you if you listen to to Jonathan on the podcast a couple of months ago with Bridge Builders that's Michael's youngest brother mm-hmm. and um Caitlin is married to Michael so I want to mm-hmm. make sure that everybody um gets the in the Bridge Builder ministry is um gosh, 30 years old now, mm-hmm. I think, um, yes. to the inner city, to South Dallas, the Bonton area in particular. So tell us real quick, Caitlin, how someone, and I think Jonathan did, but I want to reiterate it because I know people are listening, especially today, are listening, wondering, how can I make an impact in this world? And what would you tell somebody, what would you say to do, and then how can they get involved at Bridge Builders? That's a great question. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people look at things that are going on and they, they want to help, but don't know how. And I think that it starts with baby steps. Like you don't have to create a program or volunteer 15 times a week. I mean, I think a lot of it is just writing your heart to what, and praying that God would show you God break my heart for what breaks yours and help me to love what you love. And I think when that is our prayer and that is our heart, that God is going to bring opportunities to us, Um, you know, specifically, um, you know, bridge builders, 
um, find them on Facebook and Instagram and their website and all the things uh, have do a great job of lining out all the ways that you can volunteer. And I think, um, you know, especially during this time in our country with so much um, focus on the racial injustice, um, Bridge Builders has done an incredible job of highlighting just different things um, that we can do um, that, you know, may seem small, but can make a huge impact um, on our world. And, um, you know, for Bonton Girls Run specifically, we uh, are always looking for um, uh, sponsors to come alongside our girls. We have tried really hard to make um, the sponsors be consistent with each girl. So as a sponsor, um, it's $50 for the season, which covers um, uniforms and food and races. And, um, you know, we just ask that you come cheer them on and hold a sign at their race or send them a video before the race. Um, I mean, just that consistency in, in a kid's life is um, incredible. Uh, again, I could talk for a, a million years about all the things you could do, but I think looking at all the Briggs Builders um, social media and their website will give a great idea. So great. Right. I know that I'm a part of that Fetchner legacy um, with Daddy Mike and all the things he taught me and showed me and uh, the whole race relations. I learned a lot from him through that mm-hmm. and uh, appreciate that and appreciate you and Michael and all that you guys are doing uh, for the kingdom, but for your family and someone that your age representing the Lord so well and uh, doing things right. And Trey is uh, one blessed little boy uh, to you. come into this home and just appreciate all that you're doing. So if you're a listener out there, there is plenty to do and, um, you know, reach out, go to the website and all the things on Instagram for bridge builders. And you can see all of this and you can always contact Lisa and I to learn more about the girls run, um, and all those things, but what a delight to have you on today. And I know that you've encouraged moms and marriages. I mean, I love that. I, you've inspired me today. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Caitlin. God bless I'm excited. You. Thank y'all. Don't you know that she's, she's okay.